0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, May 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Airbnb made a comeback in the latest quarter as pandemic restrictions in the U.S. lifted. We'll have the latest numbers from the streaming wars, and we'll dissect a surprise tweet from Elon Musk. Tesla's CEO said he won't accept Bitcoin payments anymore for his cars because he's worried about the environmental cost.
1: This is really a crossroads for the crypto industry now. After this challenge from Elon Musk, it's going to have to justify its existence in a different way.
0: I'm Mark Filippino. Here's the news you need to start your day. Airbnb struggled through the pandemic. Yesterday, it announced stronger-than-expected earnings in the latest quarter. The online home-sharing company said first-quarter revenues reached nearly $900 million. That's up 5% from the same period last year, and it was a bit more than Wall Street's expectations. The FT's Dave Lee has more.
2: Well, Airbnb saying the numbers show that it's recovered pr- pretty strongly. I mean, the revenue, as you mentioned, up 5% this time last year, but this time last year was just being hit by the, by the effects of the pandemic. They had lots of cancellations in March, and so that affected it then. But also, you know, this year's Q1 revenue was also higher than uh, the same period in 2019. So Airbnb's making the point that, you know, they're now reaching that level uh, where they were pre-pandemic. And yet there's still quite a long way to go before the travel industry is fully recovered, particularly when it comes to people going to cities to stay, because most of this returning business is actually in more rural areas or in bigger houses, typically places that people go on holiday as opposed to traveling for business. And so the hope from Airbnb, and they say the numbers so far point to this, is that as business returns, they're going to get that back into their business whilst retaining this new way of travel to more uh, far-flung areas of the country.
0: Dave Lee covers a whole bunch of tech companies. Airbnb is one of them.
2: Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mark.
0: The pandemic was cruel to Disney theme parks, but it was a boon to the company's streaming service. Yesterday, the company said it signed up nearly 9 million more subscribers to its Disney Plus streaming service in the first quarter of the year. Now, that's less than what analysts expected, but still, its total number of subscribers is more than 100 million. It also makes Disney a significant challenger to the reigning king of streaming, Netflix. Now, Netflix still has way more subscribers than Disney, double. But Netflix has reported a sharp slowdown in new signups. And that's put the godfather of streaming on the defensive. The FT's Anna Nicolau told me how Netflix CEO Reed Hastings is responding.
1: He's pretty much rejected this narrative that the competition is hurting Netflix now. He's mainly blaming it on the pandemic distortion and also just the fact that he feels they didn't have that strong of a programming slate in the quarter. So the Netflix narrative on all this, or the spin, is that later in the second half of this year, they're going to have a lot more shows coming out and growth will come back.
0: Anna Nicolau is the FT's U.S. media correspondent. We all know how much Elon Musk loves Bitcoin. It wasn't too long ago that the Tesla CEO gave fellow cryptocurrency fans a huge lift when he said his company had bought more than a billion dollars of Bitcoin and said he'd accept Bitcoin as payment for his vehicles. But this week, Musk did an about-face. On Wednesday, he tweeted he won't accept Bitcoin payments anymore. He said Bitcoin mining was bad for the environment. I spoke to the FT's Katie Martin about this. She says that even though Musk's talking about it now, the issue's been around.
1: This been Bitcoin's dirty little secret for years, academics have been writing about this for years. There are indices out there that can show you how much electricity is consumed by Bitcoin mining, right? Effectively, you get sets of computers to fire numbers at each other and solve puzzles. And if you solve the puzzle correctly, then Congratulations! You you win a Bitcoin. That uses a, a terrific amount of electricity. It uses as much electricity as as a small country.
0: Katie, what have Bitcoin fans said about this?
1: If you or I were to point that out in a in a public forum, then you just get an endless pile on from crypto true believers who will insist that you're you know you're looking at it com- completely the wrong way. But this is Elon Musk. This is, you know, their kind of favoured crypto proponent saying publicly, actually, there's an energy problem here. And so um, this, is, this is a really important moment in terms of getting it out in the open that crypto is a huge consumer of electricity.
0: So Katie, is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency worse than other industries?
1: Yes and no. So, for example, what a lot of crypto proponents will say is, okay, yes, the crypto industry uses a lot of energy, but the banking industry uses a lot of energy too. But it's not really comparing apples with apples, is it? You know, there's the banking industry globally employs a lot of people, love it or hate it. It does have some social value. (laughs) They make things like loans. They provide things like credit cards. They write people mortgages, all that kind of thing. You can't really make parallels with, with the crypto industry. It's just sort of mining money for people who are in a position to, to buy it. So, yeah, you can definitely point to other industries that use a lot of electricity too. But you have to weigh that against the social utility of those industries. And I think there is a reasonable case to be made that the crypto industry doesn't fulfill all of those same social criteria.
0: Now, do you think that Bitcoin fans will will take this seriously, the environmental concern seriously, now that Musk has uh, taken a stance on it?
1: My hunch is that, yes, they will. My hunch is whether Elon Musk intends to do this or not, he will massively shove this issue into the public agenda. He's put a lot more attention on this. And, you know, people were pointing out at the time when he made this big crypto investment, you know... The point of Tesla is to save the planet, mm. right? To create all these electric vehicles. How does it make sense to be stuffing your coffers with literally billions of dollars worth of a currency that is sort of made from burnt coal? Right. So, you know, a lot of investors that look for opportunities in electric vehicle companies because they believe in this mission of transforming the way that we travel were really uncomfortable with this. And it looks like at a certain point, Elon Musk became uncomfortable with it too. And at this stage, we're not in a position to know whether this is just a kind of, you know, moment of clarity that, that he had, whether he will change his mind again. I mean, this is Elon Musk we're talking about. You just don't know. But for those academics that have been banging this drum for years and saying, listen, people, we need to take this seriously. You know, crypto has a green issue. This is the best thing that could have happened to them. This just shoves that whole academic field right up the agenda.
0: Katie Martin is the FT's markets editor. Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. And before we go, a final morsel of earnings news. The food delivery service DoorDash said first quarter revenue tripled compared to the first quarter last year. It went from about $360 million to more than a billion dollars. That's a lot of pizza, Chinese food, hamburgers, even as vaccinations have picked up and more people have been able to get those things at restaurants. DoorDash also increased its share of the U.S. food delivery market to more than half. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Howie Shannon, Gavin Coleman, and Michael Bruning. Our theme song is by Metaphor
1: Music. Selling a little
0: or a lot?